other than like you having your own accountability, right? You, you, like if you keep yourself accountable and, and this is why there's coaches and mentors and stuff like that. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Thank you for tuning in. It is Sarah Larby and you are listening to Where Should I Invest? And today my guest is Sean Rea, who's a real estate investor and had a goal in mind, surpassed it in a very, very short amount of time, did a bunch of burrs, was really successful doing that, and now currently is doing some developments in Belize and bought some land out there and doing some really amazing stuff. So if you wanted to see what it was like to invest in another country such as Belize, this is a great podcast. Sean is super inspirational. He's living life the way that he wanted to, and that's why you do real estate for, right? Is to live life on your terms. And so I hope that this podcast is inspirational and motivational to you. And don't forget, leave a rating and a review if you haven't yet. Let me know if you have any questions at sarah at sarahlarby.com. And by the time that you're listening to this, I do not know if there's going to be any spots for our Have Your Cake and Eat It Too event, which is November 30th. But if you are looking for an experience, this is not the typical cookie cutter live events. This is an experience with food and drinks and comedy and a band and a lot of networking and great speakers. So if you are interested in attending an event like that, send me an email, sarah at sarahlarby.com. Let's bring in Sean Sean, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be on your show today. Um, I've been watching you guys for a long time. I've been, you know, a member. Well, I haven't been a member, but I've been, I've been very, uh, very active in the community with real estate and I've been following everything that the Right Club does. So I've listened to your podcast. I've, you know, been active with other members who are in the Right Club and uh, I just love what you're doing and I'm happy to be here. That's awesome. Cause I've been looking at your Instagram and like, man, this guy is living life. You know, this is like what real estate's all about is the freedom. So it's, uh, it is cool. And I think that's how we connected it. And I can't remember if it was on Instagram, but I was like looking at what you're doing and I'm like, I've got to have you on my podcast and, and get to, you know, know your story a little bit more. So we are, uh, here we are and we are. Uh, we'll get, we'll get, uh, we'll get all the insights as much as we can, I guess, for the next half an hour. But if you wouldn't mind, I mean, you know, obviously you're, you're fairly active out there and, and you're, you know, fairly well known in the industry, but for those that may not know who Sean Rea is, maybe just give us a, a 30,000 foot view of, uh, of what it is that you do. Okay. So about seven years ago, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that book, along with some other books from Robert Kiyosaki, which was Cashflow Quadrant and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, kind of spiraled me into not knowing anything about finances to being obsessed with finances and realizing that the life that I was living at that moment was paycheck to paycheck, working a corporate job. And I was doing everything that I was taught to do. So I went to school. I, I was told by my mom and, and my friends and my peers, you need, to, you need to get educated. You need to get a good job. You need to work corporate or, or just make good money, get educated so you can make good money. And I was, I was, you know, working nine to five. I had a kid. Um, it was a, she was just a baby. Mia was just a baby at the time. And 
I was realizing, I'm like, I have no time to spend with my daughter because I'm just working. My whole life is work, 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 but I'm paycheck to paycheck. So what's wrong? There's something wrong. And when I read these books, it, it was like, it was like, if you ever watched the movie, The Matrix, where they say you have a red pill or a blue pill, and they, they tell you, you take the red pill, you know, life will never be the same again. And that's what happened. And I realized, man, I've been doing everything wrong this whole time. And I just started focusing on buying assets and, and acquiring assets. And um, I didn't have the capital. I didn't even have the capital to start at that time. So um, since we're doing 30,000 you know, overhead, um, I won't go into all the details of all the details of all the deals that I did, but basically I hustled really hard. So I worked multiple jobs. I connected with people. I spent time networking. I educated myself. I read books. I listened to podcasts like this. I watched YouTube videos. I just absorbed as much information. I became obsessed with it. Right. And after I did that, um, I bought my first rental property and then I did the birth strategy on that, which I know you're very well known for the birth strategy. So that's what I did. And that's what changed my life. I did the birth strategy on my first seven properties in a row. Um, and that just kind of, you know, scaled to where I am today, uh, seven years later. All right. Awesome. And uh, you are actually zooming in from where right now? I'm actually in Belize at a condo that, uh, that we bought this year. Um, so I'm doing some renovations to the condo and um, I'm, it's kind of crazy because I never pictured myself to be here where I am today, seven years later, after doing the work that I was doing, I, I hadn't planned to do this. I knew that one day I wanted to have, you know, maybe a beach house or something like that. And um, I always thought, you know, one day, one day, but you never know when that one day will be. And it might, might've been when I was 55, 65, who knows, right? And uh, I'm still in my thirties and, and, and I, got, I got some of the stuff that I thought I wasn't gonna have until 20, 30 years from now. And, and it's all because of real estate and, and doing, you know, what we do, what we love to do, which is invest in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is about the freedom and it is about the lifestyle. And obviously, you know, you're, you're living proof that it works and you've got a family as well. When you were, when you were starting out and you, and you were making your plan, like, was your plan to be where you are today in seven years? Was it later? Was it earlier? Like, you know, how did that all change about? Cause oftentimes we create goals and then they, they shift along the way. Yeah. So my plan is it, it far surpassed where I, my expectations so when, when I did start this whole journey in real estate investing, I wrote down a one-year, a three-year, and a five-year plan. And then after that five-year plan, which at the time, the five-year plan to, you know, just cut it short really is I wanted two rental properties. Um, that was my five-year plan. And then I figured I would hold on to those rental properties uh, for the next 20, 30 years. I didn't have a plan to grow past the two rental properties. And that was because I hadn't educated myself and connected with other people on birth strategy and other strategies or types of financing, stuff like that. And like, I just didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't know that at the time. So when I started, I had only planned to buy maybe two rental properties. And um, yeah, I, I surpassed that goal in my first year actually of real estate investing. That is cool. I mean, obviously the birth strategy, I, like you said, I love it because it can propel you further, but like, what are some other things, like maybe like you're the top three things that actually allowed you to, you know, snowball a lot faster than you originally thought, because, you know, the birth strategy is one thing, but there's, there's gotta be other pieces that connected to, to help you, you know, accelerate even quicker. Yeah. So the number one, so we'll talk about network a little bit, but the number one most important thing is my mindset changed. 
find a lot of people want to get into real estate investing. They want to become successful and they, you know, they see other people that are in this network and they're like, I aspire to be like that. You know, that person inspires me. I want to be able to own, you know, all of these rental units and, and have a little bit more freedom in my life. And what, what I realized was that I had to change my mindset. My mindset was from a scarcity mindset. It was just about, it was just about really, um, it was almost like, when people told me, hey, you, you, you could do this and you could retire yourself really early, I didn't believe it because I didn't know anybody who had done that. And once I started meeting those people, my mindset changed and I started believing, I started believing in myself more, especially after my first deal. So I would say I did my first deal. And after I did my first deal and I realized, wow, I can actually do this. That's what propelled me because then my mindset shifted and I realized, hey, this isn't something that I'm just reading in a book or listening to a podcast or hearing about somebody else doing it, I actually just did this. And because I was able to do it, I realized I can do it again. So let's just repeat it. Let's do it as quickly as possible and let's connect with other people. So number one is mindset. Number two is your network because I started connecting with people. I started realizing that the fastest way to grow and accelerate and become successful is to communicate and network with other people who are already doing what you wanna do. Don't reinvent the wheel, right? If I wanted to learn how to do the birth strategy, then I would go and ask Sarah Larby, how do I do the birth strategy? Because she talks about it all the time, right? So, so that's, that's basically what I did. I just plugged into a network. And, uh, and third of all, I would say taking action. It's really taking action. Just every single day you're doing something. Maybe you're not buying a deal, but maybe you're putting an offer. Maybe you're not putting an offer, but you're reading a book. Maybe you're not reading a book, but you're listening to a podcast on your drive to work. There's so many things that you can do. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment here and pause the podcast to introduce you to one of my favorite contractors, John from Blackjack Contracting Inc. And he has been serving the Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas for the past three years and has become the area's legal basement suite renovation specialist. He works with many investors that I know and some newer investors, some more experienced investors, and he converts single family homes into multiple units, as well as my favorite strategy, the Burr strategy. So he's well-versed in those as well to make sure that we can achieve the maximum value of the property and the maximum ARV. He has also completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls, and everywhere in between as well. They do everything from permitting to the design to the final cleaning before listing our rentals for rent or for sale. And he's also a fully licensed electrical contractor. He's certified with ESA and he will take jobs of all sizes. So no job is too big. He's done a complete guts really from the ground up. So super impressed with his work and what he's been doing for fellow investors that I know as well. So if you wanted to reach out, his website is blackjack contractinginc.ca and you can ask him whatever questions you have. You can also reach out to him Instagram, which is at Blackjack Contracting Inc. And like he says, he knows that investing feels like the biggest gamble of our lives. So when you have Blackjack on your side, the house always wins. I will also add that there is currently a ban as of April 4th on new permits. So he will still actively work to the law's extent and actively work with investors to get projects planned out for when the ban is lifted. So that way you're not necessarily waiting and waiting and waiting. So guys, 100%, I recommend Blackjack Contracting. I will say that finding the right contractor is sometimes a hassle and getting a good one that works with investors that understands the numbers is going to be critical in our success, especially when doing the Burr strategy. 
And now back to the show. You know, and, and those are all super important. And I think when you talk to many investors, you know, they're going to say a combo of, of those things because that's really, you know, it's, it's even though we're investing and you might be investing yourself, you might be joint venturing, but it is about your surrounding. It is about your mindset. It, it is about taking action, um, you know, definitely. What is it, though, that has kept you going? Because, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, right? You know, people are working a nine to five. They want to do it, but life. Right. And so what, what was it that you did to just stay focused that you can share maybe with the listeners that they can pick up on, you know, a few things that they could do themselves to, to keep that mindset, to keep that focus, to, to do those things. So other than, other than like you having your own um, accountability, right. Like if you keep yourself accountable and, and this is why there's coaches and mentors and stuff like that is because one of the difficulties that I see people, certain people have is accountability to themselves, right? So they need somebody else to hold them accountable and say, hey, you said you were gonna do X, Y, and Z, but you haven't done that this week, why, right? If, so for myself, I haven't taken coaching or mentorship from anyone, but I held myself to a certain level of standard. And I think that comes with mindset again. So it really goes back to, it circles back to mindset you know, why, why is it that you're able to stay focused and continue doing things? Because I kept working on my mindset. I kept reading books. So even when, while I was doing deals, I would buy a deal and I'm doing the birth strategy on that. Then I would get a, the next deal under contract and I'm planning to do the birth strategy on that. And during all of those times, I would read a book and, and people, my friends, my family, um, like not my wife, but everybody else would say, Sean, you seem obsessed. Like you just always doing stuff that's about real estate. You're talking about real estate, you're working on real estate, and now you're just reading books about real estate. And I realized that that's why I was able to scale quickly was because I became obsessed with taking action. And, and if I wasn't, I would rather, rather than going out and spending time with friends, I would actually rather stay home and read a book. And, and it comes back to what is driving you? So why is it that you know a person can hold themselves accountable to take action every single day. And I think the reason for that is because you have to have something that's driving that action. And, and for me, that was my family and my, my kids, my daughters, they were, they were giving me that momentum to say in my head, Hey, Sean, you need to take action today because everything that you're doing is going to affect your children's lives. So that's, that's one of the reasons that was, that was my biggest motivator, my biggest why of why I was taking action. So if I could give any advice to somebody on like, hey, maybe they're not finding something uh, or a reason to take action on, well, maybe you just need to really dig deeper and ask yourself why you're even interested in real estate investing and, and find, you, find the why behind that and that'll push you forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's important. And so obviously, you know, your, your family, your kids, it sounds like your, your wife was supportive and, and pushed you along the way. Um, and you know, your friends, maybe, maybe not so much, but like, I'm just curious now that you're doing this and you're doing this, you know, at a different level, different scale, like have they come around or are they reaching out and say, Hey, can you help me do this? Like, what's the feedback from, or maybe you just lost touch because you're so different now. I don't know. What's, what's your take on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And you're, and both you're, you're right on both ends. So some, some of my friends, some of the people that, that I used to spend time with, they, they distanced themselves and it was, it wasn't necessary that, you know, I chose that people just choose to distance them, themselves, um, depending on, you know, what you're doing with your life. And if 
maybe you maybe you don't have enough time anymore to, to, to spend the time together right so some of my friends distance themselves but some of my friends that didn't distance themselves from me and um, I've communicated with them and I said hey like this is what you can do you can do a b and c and that'll equal a rental property right and then once you have that then you can do a b and c and you get another rental property and and you know just kind of like doing like you know, high level on how to invest in real estate. But what I realized is, and I, I just had this discussion. So I, I just I just got back from diving like 30 minutes ago. So I was just diving um, and my dive instructor was was talking to me about, we're, we're just people who want to dive, right? And this this relates to the conversation because he said, there's, there's so many people say they want, it, they want to be a dive master or a dive instructor. Um, but the reality is, is people will just say that, but then they won't actually take the action, put their hand out and like bother you know, the instructor to say, hey, what do I need to do to get to this next level of certification? And it's the same thing with friends and family who see you doing successful things with real estate. They might say, hey, I'm interested in doing this. And some of my friends have said that, hey, I'm interested in doing this. I want to know how to do this. Can you teach me how to do this? And you tell them, but then they do nothing with the information. And, and, it, and it really comes down to how bad do you want it, right? How bad do you want to have freedom from a nine to five job? How bad do you want to be financially free? How bad do you want to be able to do, you know, whatever you dream up in life, whatever your goals are, how bad do you really want it? And, you know, there's a YouTube video that, that I think the title just says, you know, it's like, how bad do you want it? And, uh, and it's a guy who's saying like, you, you, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a teacher who's, who's telling a guy to go into the water uh, until he can't breathe, until he's underwater and he can't breathe anymore. And he said, and he comes up for air and he says, that's how bad you need to want success. Is, is as bad as you want to breathe air and live, you know? So that's, I think that's so true. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you were saying that, I was just thinking there's some people that it's freedom first and there's some people that like their comfort first, you know, and first and foremost, or their security. And, you know, I, I think one thing in common for a lot of investors is freedom and, you know, and so maybe a lot of, of others, you know, they prefer their comfort. They like their nine to five. They are happy with a, a paycheck given to them. That's basically identical every single week. And that's cool. Right. But, but I think, you know, maybe people that are just more geared towards freedom and freedom brings a, a lot of opportunity and a lot of different things. And maybe that's the motivation that they need to be able to say, I got to get out of this rat race because that is my first and foremost, most critical piece of, of what I need to accomplish. So, but let's, let's talk about bullies. Cause obviously you're there, you're there for six weeks. How did this property come about? Like why bullies, you know, maybe just give us some insight on that. Yeah. So I took what I learned in Canada, in Ontario about real estate investing and I applied it here. So one of the things that I realized that was that if you want to make money in real estate investing, a lot of the money is made on the purchase. So knowing what the, the actual value of an asset is and then buying it under market value. There, there is a lot of value in that, especially if you can buy under, under market value and then you can do like a renovation and you can increase the value of it. Then that's like a, it's like a double, double whammy. Like you, you're getting two, you know, killing two birds with one stone. It's going to be a great deal. And then you can refinance, get your money back. So the only problem with Belize is that there's no, there's no financing. You can't refinance. You can't get mortgages, stuff like that. Right. So what I did was I, I, I ended up doing some research on Belize and the reason I chose Belize was uh, first and foremost, because it has be simple title, which is the same as Canada. So when you buy any property, whether it's land, whether it's a house or condo, 
you own that outright. You get title in your name. You don't have to like go through some leasehold or like get a corporation. The government doesn't own it. You can pass it down to your kids and they speak English here. It's their, it's their first language. So it's one of the only countries here in Central America where they don't speak, they speak Spanish, but English is actually the primary language. So contracts, everything is in English. So I ended up pulling the trigger and I bought some land about a year and a half ago here. And I realized when I bought this land that there was an opportunity because I was seeing other people buying land beside me through online forums, like, you know, Facebook groups, things like that. People were buying land right beside me for two times what I was paying, what I paid for my first and second uh, parcels of land. So I, I realized, I'm like, hey, like I, I have something here. I'm actually buying something under market that I can go and I can sell to somebody else for twice as much like the next day. So I tapped into that. And what I ended up doing like really quickly was um, in the first year, I bought eight parcels and then I came down to the island and I was at, I was here on the island for, for almost four months with, the, with my daughters and my wife and we rented a condo, a beautiful condo just across the street from the ocean and we spent, spent all the time there and I went all in and I, I ended up buying, I ended up buying like uh, 14 more parcels of land. I bought every single parcel of land on the island because the island is actually small enough. Uh, I bought every parcel of land that was under a certain price point and my realtor said, Sean, you actually changed alone. You alone changed the pricing on this island in that area. Um, and now, since since I've purchased about you know within the last year and a half, I've seen about two to three hundred percent appreciation on just the land that I've purchased. And, and with that being said, I'm like, okay, so I'm buying stuff under market. It's great. I've resold some of the land already. And and what I'm doing is I hold a, I hold a mortgage on it. So I'll sell it. The person doesn't have enough cash to buy it outright. So I'll hold like a 90% mortgage or an 80% mortgage, like a VTB. And then I'll charge them 10% interest and I'll give them a 10, 20 or 30 year mortgage on it. And that's another way to create cash flow. So that's, that was one way. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was another way to create cash flow basically, right? Um, and, then, and then with that being said, we, we started looking at like actual like condos and stuff like that. And we ended up purchasing a two bed condo here, which, which I'm talking to you from. Um, for I would say 60 cents of what the market value is. And that was just through research, right? The island's small enough that there's only a limited number of two bedroom condos on the whole island. So you know what the market value is for any 1500 square foot two bedroom condo. And um, I just really negotiated really hard the same way I would do in Canada. I put offers on multiple and I ended up taking the, like the best, I think I got the cheapest priced condo in the last like year and a half that sold here. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey everyone, I just wanted to pause and share with you a financing tip that helped me scale my portfolio and can also help you as well. By working with Streetwise Mortgages, I took a strategic goals-based versus a transactional approach to financing and they've helped me develop a financing roadmap that aligned with my goals and gave me some crystal clear clarity on where the money will come from to grow, how to maximize my borrowing power, how to structure future deals and avoid some costly mistakes, saving me thousands along the way. The financing roadmap is complimentary for every client who works with Streetwise and also very recently, they've offered an additional summary report of the best to invest 18 Ontario markets and also a comprehensive deep dive research into a market of your choice out of those 18. I highly recommend that you take them up on that offer. If you're looking to grow your portfolio, to book a planning session and develop your financing roadmap, email info at streetwisemortgages.com. That is info at streetwisemortgages.com. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. And now back to the show.
Why? So like, do you think part of it was maybe during the pandemic and what they were experiencing and you just took advantage of, you know, where people were starting to panic the opportunity there? Yes. Yes. uh, And, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even Belizeans that were panicking. These were, a lot of this land was owned by Americans, Mm -hmm. to be honest, that I ended up buying off of. And one of the best deals, um, being totally honest, one of the best deals that I bought was the very first week of the pandemic when the whole world was shutting down. I put an offer on on a parcel of land and I got it for 40 cents on the dollar of what they were asking. I got it for 40% of what their asking price was. And I'm just curious because I have no idea what the pricing is in Belize. It's like, what is a, a typical price of a piece of land? Well, you, okay, so it's all over the board, but like you can get like the cheapest land you're going to find right now is off grid, has no, no uh, electricity or utilities running to it. And it, it won't be on the beach. It'll be in inland and that's like, 45,000 US, right? Um, then it goes up to, let's say, beachfront in the same area, but no hydro, no electricity. You're talking like 250,000 to 350,000 US. Um, and then in town that has electricity um, and, uh, and sewer and all that, but not on the beach, that's like 150,000 US. And then beachfront in town with electricity, hydro and everything, you're like 500,000 to like 2 million. So obviously, yeah, definitely a huge range. And are people that are buying this, like, is their plan to develop and build on that land, you know, a recreational property, or are they just planning on holding it? Or what, you know, what are you finding most people are buying for? There's, there's a multitude of different options that I'm talking to people and seeing what they're doing. Right now, some people are buying the land and they're retiring. So I'm seeing a lot of re- older retirees who are, you know, 50s, 60s, um, they're leaving the US and they're gonna move here full time. So they're buying a parcel of land in the same area and then they're gonna build a house. They'll pay like anywhere between uh, 80,000 to 200,000 to do to do a build. It depends what kind of materials they use and stuff like that, whether they're using Mennonites, whether they're using general contractors, it's concrete or wood. So all of that will affect the pricing, but there's a group of people that are doing that. Then there's a group of people that are investing that are just buying land, they're holding it, and then they're reselling it, flipping it for more later. Um, and what else is there? Oh, and then there's people doing short-term rentals. So there's people that are building right now and they're building little casitas, cabanas, um, and they're doing Airbnbs. Um, I've talked to some guys that are, uh, that are talking about in the talks of doing a hostel right, right in the area by the beach where I've been buying. Um, and there's a lot of people that are buying and building like commercial, like they're, they're building bars and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it sounds like a, a wide range of a lot of different things. And uh, I, I just want to circle back though, because I think it's a great idea that you've had where you were buying land and now you're being the bank in terms of financing it. Are you also financing their construction costs or, you know, are they buying this, paying you the 10% because, you, you know, at, at the end of the day, they're going to use their money for, for construction. I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious because this could be like a whole business that you could, you know, launch with people here in Canada um, that don't have the cash, but they have the financing ability perhaps. Yeah. So right now, the only one, the only way that I've, con- I've developed any type of loans is just the raw land where I sell them the land and they'll put a deposit down, whether it's 10% or 20%. The remaining balance that they owe is a 10% interest rate for whatever term that we decide. I don't, I won't do any, I, I haven't done any construction loans or anything like that. It would just be on the raw land. 
And if they wanted to build, they can, but the, but the reality is, is that if they end up defaulting on the loan, they, they don't get title until it's been paid in full. So if they ended up defaulting on the loan, they would literally construct a house and then they wouldn't have ownership of it if they defaulted on the loan. So your security so is, but I mean, in terms of for you, I guess your security is pretty good from just lending on the land yeah. itself then. Yeah, it, it, there's a, there, there would be a lot of risk if somebody were to buy it and then they weren't, they'd constructed and they weren't able to continue making the payments for the mm -hmm. land because then they would, they would essentially lose that home. I mean, it's a cool concept. Like, you know, and you talked about network and, and whatnot, like, are you, do you know somebody that was doing this before? Is that how you got started in it? And, and, you know, cause it is a cool concept. Yeah. Like you don't hear about it all the time or did you just happen to just buy one and go from there? <laughs> no, no, it, it, it comes down to, like I said, plugging into the network, right? Plugging into networks, talking to other people that are doing it. Like, I've realized now that there's no reason people people will come to you, uh, you know, as an investor, as a business person, an entrepreneur, people come to you with ideas all the time and they'll say, hey, I have this great business idea. You know, what do you think about this venture? Right. And if it's something that I've never heard of and I don't know anybody that has ever done it, I'm usually not interested in it because I don't like to reinvent the wheel. I'm not the type of person that I've because I because I haven't had to do it. So I realized that, you know, for me to just continue being successful, but making it a smooth operation in any type of you know venture that I have. I just need to ask somebody who's already done something similar and then kind of copy the same same concept. So so to answer your question, I, I, when I ended up buying some land down here, I connected with a realtor who lives out in France, but he he owned a bunch of land here. And he educated on he educated me on how he ended up owning 15 mortgages here on island living in France, but owning land in Belize and like mortgaging out all this land. And I was like, that is an amazing idea. I'm like, I could do that. And he's like, of course you could. So I did it. That's cool. And you know what I find too, and, and maybe I'm, I'm totally wrong, but I feel like in Canada, there's so much many deals and so much business that people are, are sharing and, and they're okay. But it, I, you know, it, it's surprising in a good way that, you know, for such a small Island in, in, you know, being in Belize that, people are so forthcoming and willing to share as well. I mean, that's awesome, but you never, you never know, right. When, when there's less opportunity, how people may react. Yeah. And it, it depends again on like, who is it that you're connecting with? So like this guy, this realtor, he goes to like Grant Cardone seminars. He's a 10 X guy, you know, obsessed or be average. So it's really, again, like who is it that you're learning right, from? Right. right? And pe people that are in that community, like, they're, they're all the same. Like we're, we're all like-minded. We're trying to help each other grow. We're trying to grow, you know, make the, what is it? Dreamwork makes it, or teamwork makes the dream. That's work. it. And, and you said like, he's a realtor. So he's probably already used to, to sharing this kind of stuff as well, which is awesome. What's, what's next for you? Like what, what are your next goals? I mean, it, it looks like you guys are living a life and maybe this is it, right? Maybe this, you just want to, you know, live in Belize and hang out with your family, which is totally cool. Like, but maybe, maybe there's something bigger. I don't know. What, what is it? Well, so what I started this year, I became a realtor this year in, in Ontario. And uh, because I've been focused on the Niagara region, that's where I bought most of my investments. Um, I've been helping a lot of clients and invest, a lot of investors um, that are, you know, coming up and they're buying properties and they're learning about the birth strategy and they're, they're getting their feet wet. And so I've been really focused on doing that, um, providing, I guess you would say like free mentorship or free coaching through that. So I've been helping a lot of clients buy properties in the Necker region. And, and it's good because I can do it remotely. So I, I can still do it even when I'm here in Belize, I can, you know, write some offers. I can give them a little bit of, you know, hindsight on, you know, 
why would this, what, what is the return? What's your cash on cash? What's the total ROI? What, like, what is the ARV? All of this stuff, you know, um, that, that I've learned as an investor. And um, so I'm doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm focused still on Belize. I'm still looking to buy more stuff here. I'm still personally looking to buy more stuff in Ontario too. So I would say like, it's weird to say, but like, I'm, I'm just getting started. No, that's awesome. And if you don't mind me asking, is, is your wife part of it? Is she just, you know, like, um, there's just like, so Matt, for example, like he's supportive, but he's not like, as like passionate about real estate. Right. And so a lot of the stuff like, yeah. like, Hey, we're going to do this. He's like, okay, cool. Like, how are you guys like, are yeah. you guys kind of both working at this, you know, at the real estate piece is one person kind of, you know, doing one versus the other. So the best way to explain it. So what I ended up doing, I realized, you know, from connecting to other successful investors, the best way to do things is systematize things. So, so um, Jen is not involved in the real estate aspect at all. She is like the, my number one cheerleader though. So she's my number one cheerleader on anything that I want to do. She's just like, go for it. I know you'll kill it. Right. So she has complete 100% faith on like any type of venture. When I say, Hey, this is a good idea. Sometimes she'll put her, she'll put her insight and she'll look at it from a different perspective, which I don't see. And she actually, she helps me a lot because I'm looking at always as like business, 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 you know, ROI, this and that. And she looks at it from like, almost like a, like a consumer and she'll be like, Hey, Sean, like, I think this is actually better. And there's been many times where like, I was about, I just opened my own property management company, um, in Ontario, in the Niagara region. And, um, I partnered with one of my contractors who's been helping me for a year and a half and the way that I was going to structure it and partner with him, I thought it was like the best way to do it. And she looked at it from a different perspective. She gave me her insight and I was like, Oh my God, that's genius. I'm like, thank you so much. And so I ended up changing and we worked, we, you know, I ended up partnering, we opened a corporation and started our own business. And uh, yeah, so from, from that perspective, she holds down the house, you know, she's a great mom. She's a great wife. Um, super supportive, but yeah, like number one cheerleader, just not involved in the real estate side. That is awesome. What's the name of your management company? Um, it's RP property management in Niagara. All right. So essentially what is it like Stony Creek to, you know, Niagara Falls Uh, to Welland type of thing, or are you just, so we'll do, we'll do Niagara, Welland, Thorold, St. Catharines, Fort Erie, Port Colburn, Crystal Beach, Ridgeway. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So obviously we can keep talking because uh, you've got tons of insights and, and I'm sure so many more things we could uh, we can talk about real estate related wise, but it's time for our lightning round. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Megan Chomut. If you're looking for a great financial advisor to add to your team who actually understands and incorporates real estate as part of your overall plan and gets your money working for you, you can reach out to Megan at meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. And also she's offering for my podcast listeners to provide you with a free customized individualized 90 day game plan for getting ahead. So to get that, go to meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-C-H-O-M-U-T.com forward slash Sarah. And now back to the show. All right. So here are the five questions. Question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? All right, I'm gonna say, um, oh, oh my God, MJ DeMarco, millionaire, 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 something. Oh my God, I can't remember. Just check M- MJ DeMarco's author, and it's uh, it's millionaire. It's not millionaire mindset, but it's millionaire something. Okay, awesome. If we find it, François does my uh, my show notes. François, if you don't mind putting it in, that'd be awesome. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Number two, I don't know if you are a podcast listener. This does not have to be real estate related, but do you have a favorite podcast? I would say one of the podcasts that that honestly really helped me, like when I when I got started, was uh, was going to be Andrew Hines's podcast. A lot of his guests really helped me grow, and uh, yeah, so I would say that that was that would be one of my favorites. All right, awesome. Number three, what do you do for fun when it's not anything related to do with real estate? Right now, I'm completely obsessed with diving. Like obsessed, I'm diving every single day, like two to three hours a day. Oh, wow. All right. So you must be really good. (laughs) Question number four, if you lost all of your assets, all of your money tomorrow, how would you start again? Well, okay. So I would do, I do one thing different. What I did before was I worked three jobs to get all my money. I wouldn't do that. I would just focus on finding a really good deal that's under market. There's value. You know, you can create value. And then I would either offer that to somebody who has money and partner with them and take 50% or I would borrow private money and I would fund it myself, pay the 10% interest because I know that I'm going to make the deal work. And then I would scale that. All right. Awesome. And last question. If somebody has $50,000, they want to get started. How would you recommend they spend their money? $50,000, find a market that you can put, you know, that you, that you can afford, first of all. Second, second of all, um, you know, I would say buy, buy books, like buy some books or no, do, do Audible. So spend 15 bucks on Audible per month. So you got 15,000, spend your 15 bucks on Audible, read, listen to all the books and then um, buy a property that, you know, has, has the ability to cash flow. Just make sure it cash flows from day one and then figure out the rest after. All right. Awesome. Sean, where can my listeners reach out and find out more about you? You can find me on Instagram. Easiest, easiest way to connect with me is Instagram or Facebook. You can also um, go to my website, which is my name.com. So seanray.com. But best way is honestly social media. If you send me a message, I'll reply back. All right. Very cool. I think that's actually how we connected on Instagram. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Very cool. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you and thanks for sharing all of your, not all, but a lot of some, you know, your great insights and and, uh, great information with, uh, with everybody listening. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. So happy that I was able to come on the show today. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked and also most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step online program 
called Rise. And it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.